Holy Gospel for this, the second Sunday in the season of Christmas, is from Matthew chapter 2, beginning at verse 13. In Jerusalem there was a man named Simeon. He was a good and godly man. He was waiting for God's promise to Israel to come true. The Holy Spirit was with him. The Spirit had told Simeon that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. The Spirit led him into the temple courtyard. Then Jesus' parents brought the child in. They came in to do for him what the law required. Simeon took Jesus in his arms and praised God. He said, Lord, you are the king over all. Now let me, your servant, go in peace. That is what you promised. My eyes have seen your salvation. You have prepared it in the sight of all nations. It is a light to be given to the Gentiles. It will be the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them. He said to Mary, Jesus' mother, This child is going to cause many people in Israel to fall and to rise. God has sent him, but many will speak against him. The thoughts of many hearts will be known. A sword will wound your own soul too. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Grace to all of you and peace from God our Creator and from our Lord and from our Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Most holy God, we continue to celebrate the incarnation, your coming into our midst in the form of a child, a vulnerable child. It tells us about your nature, O God, your willingness to give up power, to be vulnerable. Help us to learn from you, O God, that at times that is our calling as well, to let go, to take risks, to be vulnerable. We pray this in your holy and most blessed name. Amen. Well, today, as you just heard, is the story of Simeon in the temple. It's a wonderful story about a man who has been, in the King James Version, just and devout his entire life. life. A just and devout man meant that he worked for justice in the world. A devout man meant that he was at worship and study and in prayer in the temple very often. He would be what we would call today a church pillar. He kept things going. He worked for the temple, for the faith. He tried to make the world a better place. Now he was an old man. And you couldn't blame him if he became cynical about the world around him and his own faith. He had seen many things in life, both good and bad. But now, at this period in history, there was a lot of negative. He had seen the Roman Empire come in and take over his country. He had seen political insurrection and the beginnings of terrorism. He had seen King Herod murder children. He had seen King Herod tax the people up to 90% of their wealth. He had seen his own religion, the Jewish religion, break into many different factions, all competing against each other, all claiming that they had the right insight and the others were wrong. He had seen his nation become increasingly materialistic, separate from God, and you couldn't blame him if at the end of his 
just and devout life, he would shrug his shoulders and say, what was it all good for? All this that I devoted my life for. But then he gets reminded by God, deep in his, in his heart, he heard God's voice say to you, remember what you've studied. Remember what you've read. God has promised to bring goodness over evil and justice over oppression. God has promised to show you the Messiah. And with that, he trusted God until we hear the story today about him holding a baby in his arms and looking into that child's eyes and knowing that there is hope for the world. When's the last time you held a baby? I get to do it regularly at baptisms. I especially like what I call one-arm babies, where I can hold them in one arm and I can whip them around and they can look up at the sky and I look and I wonder, where will this child go? What will this child do? And when you hold a child, it's pure hope. That's what Simeon felt when he held baby Jesus. Hope for a world that in many respects seemed dysfunctional and disastrous. Now today, there are many Simeons in our midst, both men and women, who have devoted their lives to the church, to God's message, to the proclamation of goodness and grace in the world, to building a just and peaceful society. And you can't blame those good and devout people for becoming a little bit cynical in their old age as they look at the world around us. Just open the newspaper. Just listen to the news. Or just be attentive to the report about religion in America that came out this past fall. It was a year-long study by the Pew Research Center and it's many pages long. And the title of the report was The Decline in American Religiosity Continues at an Increasingly at an Increasing Rate. I read through this and I saw some statistics that make me a little depressed. Thirty years ago, nineteen ninety, nearly ninety percent of the population in our country were Christians and involved in churches. At least they claim to be. Last year, gone from 90% down to 64%. And in 1990, there was a category called nuns, or people who had no religious affiliation at all. It was 7% in 1990. Today, it is 26%. And for the millennial generation, it's nearly 40-some percent. So you look at those statistics and you go, wow, you work your whole life to trying to proclaim the gospel and where's it going? What's it doing? You look at the world and what's happening around us? And then you hear the statistics about our own Lutherans in the Pacific Northwest. The Northwest Washington Synod, of which we are a part, about 100 churches in this corner of Washington, in 1985 had 150,000 Lutherans. In the year 2000, there were 77,000 Lutherans. Last year, there were 33,000 Lutherans in our entire synod. And you wonder, again, 
to all of you Simeons and Annas. Anna was another devout woman who uh, was mentioned in the Bible. You Simeons and Annas, you go, oh man, what's it all good for? It's all in decline. And just when we're starting to think that, in the season of Christmas, we hear a little story like this about Simeon holding baby Jesus. Just when Simeon could have been very depressed, very cynical about his world, he holds the Christ child and he knows it's all true. It's all right. God is in control. God is present to us. And just when he is able to say that, he knows that he can die in peace. That's what his prayer is all about. It's about his death. He's an old man. He's worked hard to bring justice and peace to his family and to this world. And he's wondering, has it been worth anything? And God tells him, yes, it has. Your just and devout life has meant the world. And I will show you the presence of the Messiah in your midst. And you will know that it's all true. And when he looked, baby Jesus, he knew. And then he could say the words of departure that we have called the nunc dimittis. How many have heard that before? Okay, it's an old, couple of old words. They're in Latin. Nunc dimittis are the first two words of the prayer that he gives about his own death. I <coughs> originally heard this in the King James Version, so um, could I share the King James Version of this with you? I hear a lot of laughing over there. So. <laughs> well, you don't have a choice anyway. So here's the King James Version of the Nunc Dimittis, Simeon's peaceful prayer of departure from this world. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. Mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Simon, Simeon, could then go to his grave in peace. It was the end for him. But you must understand the biblical word for end. The biblical word, as I've taught you before, is the word telos. And telos does not mean that it is over. Telos means that it is completed. Simeon's life was not over it was completed it was fulfilled he was finally done and so death was not death for him death was a sweet repose after a life well lived I have been thinking about Simeon all week not just because it's our gospel but because of the many people from our church who have died this Christmas Harry Hansen Marvin Shibley 
Nancy Taylor, Wayne Jessen, Paula Schlotterbeck, Phyllis Abbott, and re yesterday, Reinhard Schuster. They were all near the end of their lives. They were not disastrous deaths. They were telos deaths. After lives well lived, good and honorable lives, where they contributed to the world and to this church. And so death was not death for them. It was their fulfillment. Their lives and their deaths, like Simeon's, can be instructive for us as we live in a world, as you know, of dysfunction and disaster and decline. And we must remember that it is always so for every generation to look at the world in disaster and decline and dysfunction and to realize that our hope does not depend on the state of the world. It depends upon the promises of God. That's what Simeon finally understood at the end of his life what he had read and read and read and finally as he held the baby in his hands he knew it was all true. Yes, God has this and the world is good and will be redeemed. So what do you do in the face of that dysfunction and holding on to that hope? You work for the kingdom. You strive for justice and peace. You worship and pray and you look for the presence of God in our midst today. And let me tell you, you're all not going to get a little baby to hold today. But you're going to get something just as good. You're going to hold out your hands like this in the form of a manger. And the bread and wine will be placed in your hands. And you will look at that little wafer and it will be the presence of God in your midst. And you know it's all true. It's all right. God has this. And so the light of hope, the torch of optimism, is placed in the hands of a new generation. And that generation is us. We are the Simeons of today. We are the ones who are Harry and Marvin and Paula and Wayne and Phyllis and Reinhardt. And so we live our lives with integrity, justice, peace, so that one day when it is our turn to say the nunc dimittis, we can say with peace in our hearts, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace. And death will not be death for us. Amen. Gracious and holy God, we thank you for your words today. We thank you for Simeon and all that he represented. 
Help us be the Simeons and the Annas of today. In your holy and most gracious name we pray. Amen. Page 10, please stand.